Untitled MMA Podcast, February 11th, 2020. What do you think of that different energy that I started it with? I didn't like it at all. You didn't like I thought that? you were checking what uh, you had to say, like you were practicing. That's terrible. No, I was opening it with a new vibe. That's a bad vibe. Bad one? That's not a good vibe? Yeah, that's bad vibes. All right. I guess we go back to me fucking screaming into the microphone, baby. Oh, yeah. I am Buju. I am Brendan. I'm just Bryce. Come on. You got to sing it, you fucking loser. Nope. <laughs> you want to talk about vibes and you won't even sing the intro, you bitch. <laughs> I thought I would be different, and this is what I get. That was almost sing-songy, so I'll allow it. Um, coming off of UFC 247, John Jones successfully, question mark, defends his belt against Dominic Reyes in a five-round decision. Uh, I imagine that's probably going to be the dominant uh, topic of discussion on the show, so let's go ahead and start with it. Yep. Um, I didn't think Jones won. I had it scored 3-2 to two for Reyes. Uh, I think Bryce had the same. I think Brendan scored it three to two for Jones. I believe. I don't remember. I think I'm in, pretty sure you did in real time. You did. Um, yeah, I thought Dominic Reyes won the first three rounds. John Jones won the last two, which seems to be the fairly popular opinion. Brett has rewatched it, and his opinion stays the same before and after. Brett Akamoto. Yeah, before and after, and he scores it three two Reyes. If that. We're just on a first name basis with well, uh, I mean, ESPN reporters. He is a, unofficially a part of this podcast since his first name starts with BR. No, this is true. This <laughs> is true. People forget that. Um, I yeah, I literally sent that tweet to Buju as a reference point, uh, and so it was taken away from me. But one thing that I am not sure that Brendan saw is that Dominic Reyes landed 116 significant strikes. And in his most recent defenses against Thiago Santos, he only landed 43. Anthony Smith, 36. And Gustafson in the second fight, only 22. I mean, this is, that's a legitimate number. So 116 how, significant strikes landed. For Reyes? Yeah. How many did Jones land? Oh, I don't know. Oh, because you, oh, okay. I get it wasn't in that metric. You worded that weird. Jones' opponents in his last few fights only landed X amount and X amount, whatever you just said. Oh, okay. You My said, jo- you said yeah. Jones landed. Um, like three times more than the second highest recently. And I, the third round, I guess, is the round that people are giving to Jones, which I guess it was the closest round, but Reyes still outstruck him at a pretty decent... like. Reyes struck Jones, outstruck Jones just as much in the third round as Jones did Reyes in the fifth round, I think. That I think stands. definitely the fourth round. I feel like the fifth round might have been even a bit more cl- closer or more clear round than John, for John Jones. But I think that was also because I think he landed at least one takedown in that round. I think John, Jones's four and five rounds were more dominant than Reyes one and two and then obviously three. Is the most is a ground that is most up for grabs. I don't disagree with yeah, you, but that's not how we score fights. You know what I mean? Like it's round by round. Mm-hmm. Dub. I'm just saying. exactly. Anyone that thinks that uh, John Jones won four rounds though is drunk. No, he absolutely did not win four rounds. I do not see a way mm-hmm. you can give John Jones four rounds in that fight. I do agree. One hundred percent. Um. What was I so? Do you say? think it's a a a, a a terrible robbery. That's what that was. That's what my question was going to be. I don't think it was a robbery. I think a robbery is something egregious. I think a four to one scorecard is egregious. I don't think giving it three to two for Jones is egregious. Just because the third round was close. I personally gave it to Reyes, but maybe if I watch it again, I could see an argument on Jones winning that round. And like I said, Brendan gave it to Jones in real time, so with some bias, probably, but. Since he's your favorite fighter. I mean, also, yeah. Um, I think it was close that third round. Now thinking back on it, I think right after the fight, I was talking to you about the second being close. But thinking about it more, I think that it it was a close fight. It's not a robbery either way, but I do think that the ju- judges got it wrong. I was impressed by Reyes' game plan in the first two rounds. He just came out and brought it to Jones. And Jones is, I don't think it's ta- really talked about, but... In the moment, it felt like it made sense because it seems like Jones is kind of a slow starter. It took him until mm-hmm. the second round to get going in both Cormier fights. Um, the Santos fight took him It took him a while to get going. Uh, so maybe Jones is just a, a slow starter, and Reyes exploited that in the first couple rounds. 
But I do think Jones even came to life a little bit in the second round, and it was close until the last minute when Reyes took over again. Yeah. I think also a lot of people were pointing to like octagon control as why Jones could win those rounds, but that's literally the reason that that is in the rules is if striking and damage is equal, yeah. and it wasn't. Correct. He out Dominic Reyes outstruck John Jones in three of the five rounds. And had Jones in trouble in, in, at moments. He did, yeah. And so I just, I think he legitimately lost. Like, I thought that, I mean, Tiago Santos won according to one judge, but I mean, I think legitimately Dominic Reyes was a better fighter than John Jones in that fight. Ooh. Oh. It depends. If, if you score round by round, Reyes probably yeah, wins, but, but if you score by the total overall fight, it's definitely Jones. Just because he's better at the end. He, like I said, his fourth and fifth round being better than Reyes' one and two rounds surpasses if you're just going by an overall total fight. The fact I that think, John Jones was able to... If, just think, if it was not for a title and it was just a three-round fight, it's a title I would have fight, had so it 30-27 like for Dominic Reyes. I'm not going to think a non-title fight when it's a title fight. Do you th- Championship rounds are more important than not, so... I mean, no. They're not any more important than any other round. I mean, if you're hypothetically speaking of no championship rounds, then I'm hypothetically saying that it's more important. But, I mean, it literally What's isn't, though. It's still worth 10 points. It's so. still five <laughs> rounds, not three rounds. So it, Exactly. I'm just saying the fourth and fifth rounds are still only worth 10 points. It's no more important. But It I doesn't agree. matter if you win the first three or if you win the last three. It's all the same. I agree with Brendan's point, though, that, like, it's pointless to take away the last two rounds because the last two rounds happened. If you're judging the whole fight, you're obviously judging the last two rounds too. Yeah, I yeah, I think though he still won those first three rounds. My argument and, for Reyes being the better fighter in the fight would be that he had Jones in trouble. I don't feel like Jones ever had Reyes in trouble. Would you agree? That it, yeah, I, I agree. So I, that would give it. Why you am do I so that more than anybody? Sudden? I don't know why it does that. My levels are the same as everybody. But, um, fuck. God damn it. Fucking mixer. What the fuck? Now I lost <laughs> what I was thinking of. But if, I think if you're giving Reyes the credit for putting Jones in trouble, then you got to give Jones just as much credit for being able to last five rounds, going to championship rounds, having the gas tank to do it, and apply the pressure throughout those rounds when Reyes was backing up the entire time and throwing less strikes. Santos was the last... And landing, landing less strikes, I guess I should say. Santos was his last defense, correct? Yeah. So would you at least agree, Brendan, that this is two fairly lackluster John Jones performances in a row? Maybe three if you include the Anthony Smith fight. Yeah, he's on he's on a downward spiral right now. So when John Jones has his next fight, assuming it's probably going to be the winner of Corey Anderson and Jan Blakovich, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, um, this Saturday, assuming that's John Jones's next fight, do you pick John Jones just for the fact that he's John Jones, or do you take into account what his last three fights have been, or do you think that's an anomaly? How do you process that information when you're thinking about his next fight? John Jones wins because he's John Jones, and John Jones wins because he is better than the next opponents. And he also wins because if it goes to decision, which I believe it will, John Jones doesn't lose on the scorecards. Yeah, that's that's the direction I would take. I don't think he wins because... I don't think John Jones wins because he's John Jones. I think John Jones wins because John Jones just wins. Does that make sense? You get what I'm saying? I, I see what you're saying, but I think he wins both ways. For better or worse, John Jones just wins fights. Yeah, he does. Um, I will also say I don't think Corey Anderson or Jan Blakovich are as good as Dominic Reyes. I would going agree. off of what I've seen from them and the performance that Dominic Reyes put up against John Jones. I don't think either of them can do any better. I, I think agree. they do much worse. As we sit right now, I definitely agree with you, but I would have said I don't think jo- Dominic Reyes could have done as well as Tiago Santos, and he probably did better. I thought it oh, could he have definitely been on par. Did better. And I don't know if it, I would have said Tiago Santos could have done better than Anthony Smith going into their respective fights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. It's a rough stretch for John Jones. He's not looking that good. Like, if there were some legitimate studs at 205 that could have fought him, I think he might have lost. I think he lost that fight. And Dominic Reyes, I think we've talked about, I don't think we see saw him as a huge threat, and I thought he li- actually beat him. I also think we're undermine, or underestimating Reyes' strengths. He was undefeated. He was knocking dudes the fuck out for one. And he had a great game plan coming out of the gates. 
Yeah, and also credit to John Jones. I mean, he took some hard hits. Yeah, Jones has some a real fucking hard chin. punches. His chin is up there, man. I know a man who can test that chin though. So, I do too. I think I just think it goes both ways. So even though John Jones is his performances have definitely gone on a downward spiral. I think each opponent is definitely better than the next. I think Reyes was better than Tiago, and Tiago was definitely better than Anderson. Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. I get a mix up for some reason. I think each opponent got better as John Jones probably got worse or got worse respectively in each fight. I think it goes both ways. Ray, Do you think he's getting worse, or is it only the fact that he's fighting better people? I I just said it goes both ways. Uh, he's getting worse. I think he's getting worse, and his opponents are getting better. So, do you think he's progressing? Do you think he's progressively stepping down, or do you think he's taking a step down and plateaued at that level? You know what I'm saying? because so I would say since he's come back and he fought OSP, he looked very lackluster in that fight. Um, I believe Gustafson was after that. I feel like after OSP was a DC fight. Hold on, I can find this okay. though. We'll run. Let's run through John Jones's fight since his last long suspension, and he came back and fought OSP. I'd like to do a retrospective back to that point in time. Bryce is pulling that up now. I killed as much time as I All possibly right, could up. without mentioning the fact that I was killing time. Also, John Jones. I feel like John Jones is one of those people that steps up when the sh the lights are brighter. He fights DC. He finishes them. Compa yeah, compared to Anthony Smith. Who, who gives a fuck about Anthony Smith and he fights one of his worst performances? And that's the thing, too, is when even when Jones was down two rounds to nothing after the first two rounds, I think all three of us agreed, like, yeah, John Jones is still going to win this fight. And I even said at when the fight was over, I have it scored three to two for Reyes, but Jones is about to win a decision. Like, that's what I said. It is. Um, so I pulled up his... Uh, history. So after OSP was that second Daniel Cormier fight. Okay, so he was losing he that fight until he landed the head kick against DC. Mm -hmm. Then the Gustafson fight where he won yeah. uh, via ground and pound in the third round. That's his most impressive performance since he came back. I can't take anything away from that one. He murdered Gustafson. Yes, but then it was Anthony Smith, Thiago Santos, and then Reyes. And we just talked about those at length. So And that just goes off what I said. Hey, you he does better when the light shines as the brightest. His two biggest fights were his two best performances. But and yeah, again, he, those I were, mean, he was losing, though, like we just said to DC, until he knocked him out. I think he is a slow starter, though. He would have. He would have. I mean, that's he, not a good performance, though. It's a good moment, but not a good performance. He, I think he would have won the. I mean, I think he would have won the rest of the rounds, anyways. Let's go further back. Let's look at his entire resume. What's the point of that? I just want to. How far back do you want to go down. here? Start. Uh, start when he won the title. Fuck it. Um, and that, that was against Shogun? Sure. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds about right. So he beats Shogun, third round knockout. Then he beats Rampage, round four choke. Leota Machida, round two choke. Decision against Rashad Evans. S makes Vitor tap in round four. Chael Sonnen happened. Hey, he fought Gustafson in that fight. I, I didn't feel like you wanted to hear about the actual result. A decision against Glover Teixeira. Then he fought DC the first time. And then the layoff. See, now if you look at those names compared to the names after the layoff, the ones before were much more impressive, I, in my opinion. And he had more impressive wins against those guys than he is getting now. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'd like to go and watch the Glover Teixeira fight because that's the most lackluster name, and it was only a decision. So I don't know how that fight went, but I'd like to compare that to how he's done to see if it's a potential actual motivation thing or if he's actually just looking worse. That was also what? He was early 20s too at that age. So he late, had, Against Glover, it had been late 20s, but yeah. He, mm -hmm. had a, he had a fairly long MMA career for him being only 32, so I feel like that's a factor as well. Even though 32 is like... A general area for the prime age of MMA. Mm -hmm. He's been fighting since he was. I mean, he's been in the UFC fighting at top level since he was twenty. So you think he's past his prime? Oh yeah, for sure. Hmm. Interesting. He's past his physical prime for sure. But this, I mean, the, most of the time, I feel like fighters become better it, around this age yeah, because thirty to the 34, game plan and the technique is. Uh, I guess, perfected the, over the years. That's for majority. It doesn't apply to everybody, and I don't think it applies to John Jones personally. Just now, cause, Just because it's the general thing doesn't mean it applies to John Jones I'm well. just saying. This is, I know, I'm just I saying, mean, giving my I'm opinion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what you're just saying, friend. You're both just saying. We got that. <laughs> um, I have a take. 
you can let All me right, know the, the temperature of this take. If John Jones and Israel Adesanya were to fight after what I seen from John Jones on Saturday, I think Israel might beat him. That's not a hot take. It's something I saw a lot of. Because but... Israel's not going to gas like Reyes did. He's not going to be the same Israel in the fifth round as he would be in the first. But I don't think his energy would hold up better than what Reyes's did. Mm-hmm. John Jones um, wins. Hold, hold on, hold no, Let me actually get my take in here. Um, I didn't know the time. I think that in this case, John Jones is just way too big for him. I think his wrestling is very, very good. And Reyes did a very good job stifling that. I mean, he did better defending the takedown uh, than like DC did really in that first fight at for certain sure. points, at least. For sure. Um, and I. I think that Israel is a uh, underrated in his takedown defense, but to go up a weight division when he's already a smaller middleweight, I don't think he could do that against a big heavyweight like John Jones. And that's a point I wanted to make. John Jones won that fight because of his length. He's he wouldn't be able to escape without those long ass arms helping him defend and get away from Reyes. So I feel like his length helped him win defensively, even though. When he was trying to run away, he was still getting attacked. So his length wins. I will say, though, I think that uh, talking just about that length, that Israel is so much better at striking and utilizing every bit of his reach that he would be able to reach John Jones. I think but it's a matter of what? I think their reach is comparable. I don't think it's that far off either. That's, I don't think no so, way. but I'm pretty sure that uh, he's a few inches shorter also. Well, I'm not talking about a few inches shorter. I'm talking about reach. I mean, he's got to reach up to his... Uh, head that's a few inches friend so even if the reach is the same you got to then go up a couple more inches but israel's like you're saying israel's game also isn't dependent on having a reach disadvantage like israel's going to get his strikes in i think no matter who he's fighting even if it's john jones mm-hmm. and he's what do you not, say not... though about the grappling point that i made i don't know if i heard it <laughs> wow the just the fact that i mean even though israel has an underrated takedown defense game i think um I don't think that uh, going up in weight class to f- being a lighter middleweight himself to go up a weight class against a big heavyweight like John Jones, I think he could just get taken down fairly easily. He could, but I would have thought the same thing about like Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos. Like Sa- Santos fought at middleweight too, and he almost beat John Jones. I mean, also, I'm saying that Israel's not that a huge middleweight like Santos was. There's a big size discrepancy, and that's always been what I said about it. Striking, I think he's a better striker than John Jones. And, and that's where John Jones utilizes his grappling and outgrapples Israel. Wouldn't you agree that you think that fight is closer than you did three days ago, though? I thought well, it was close from the get I don't get-go. think it changed my mind. I think maybe, but I, always, I thought that striking Israel was already better, but it's still just a matter of the size with grappling. I don't feel like Jones's grappling is that big of a part of his game, though. I guess, like, if in I think a, in he's just a situation. good enough game planner, good enough gamer to where he would make it a big enough part to make the difference. Well, if that was the case, then he would have used it against Santos. I don't know, friend. He also tore that man's legs apart. It's hard to discredit what Santiago he did against Santos. Santos is fucking fighting on 72-year-old Brazilian steroid knees, probably. Those things were <laughs> falling apart anyway. John Jones didn't have anything to do with that shit. <laughs> That's a take. It's truth. Uh, by the way, uh, I looked up Israel on Tapology to get his measurements. He's only one inch shorter and has a four and a half reach uh, disadvantage. It's not that far. It isn't. Hmm. A lot closer than I thought. But hmm. I, you're right, Buju. I mean, wh- what were you right about? I said that they were closer in reach than you thought, and I was correct. I mean, I didn't give a number to say you were actually right. They were close. I didn't say that they weren't terribly. That was correct. All right, friend. <laughs> What's next for John Jones? Corey Anderson or Jan Wobobo? Uh, yeah, that or he moves up to heavyweight. What about Dominic Reyes? He might fight the loser. He might fight Tiago Santos. Yeah, I say Santos. Give him Santos. I'm and, down with that. And then if Santos, or I guess you could do the winner of that fight, John Jones, then. Mm-hmm. Jones isn't going up to heavyweight. I've decided that. This is not happening. Yeah, I don't think so. 
I think also, like I think we said this last week, if he goes up to heavyweight, he will not t- retire undefeated. I think Stipe might beat him. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I think that, I mean, it's just a game plan thing. It's just a matter of he can if he can eat those strikes against Stipe that he ate against Reyes. Stipe hits harder than Reyes, I don't sure. think that's the question. I I think, I mean, that's a question only for Nagano, in my personal opinion, but it's whether can he grapple and stand with him. I don't know. I, I think, think I think if we see a, a, the best version of Stipe like we've seen in the past against uh, during his title reign, I think he beats John Jones. I definitely did not think that though leading up to this fight, but he would have to win the first two rounds because he's not winning rounds four and five. I don't think it's go. I don't think that fight's going to a decision. Somebody's getting finished in that fight. Jones and Stipe. If you think that, then Stipe automatically wins, in my opinion. Jones is not. I don't think that's him. true. DC I think finished they, him. I mean, he could uh, make him tap. I think that his jujitsu game, John Jones, enough. is that's very good. Enough. That's fair enough. I think I you mean, can knock him out too. Stipe's pull. chin is not awesome. Yeah, he can knock him out. I yeah. just don't see it happening. Especially the mm-hmm. way he's been striking as of lately. It's not aggressively. Yeah, he's not throwing power. He's not throwing bombs. John Jones, throw some more bombs, friend. Throw he's, more elbows. Yeah, the elbows. Absolutely. Cut him up and then. 100%. He landed if a couple someone gets ones. in your grill, throw an elbow with their grill. I also don't yeah. feel like he uses his legs that much. Maybe he didn't want to get taken down against Reyes, but he's got those fucking long-ass legs. Granted, they're toothpicks, but use your legs, yeah. bro. I felt like he abandoned his leg kick game very early on. Yeah, and that that could have been a difference maker if he took Reyes' legs away from him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do move on, uh, Dominic Reyes was calling for a rematch. I think that we're all of accord. If a rematch happens, it's not even close, right? What do you mean? I think a I think that John Jones will be much better oh, than the first fight. Yeah, I think Jones would pick him apart in an immediate rematch. Let Reyes yeah. go away, learn a few more new things, come back, try it again. But no, we don't. We're not in immediate rematch territory. I don't think. Maybe yeah, plus, if, I mean, who's the challenger? If this was Cameron Usman or somebody, a newer champion instead of John Jones, maybe. But yeah, not not after that. I don't think. Yeah, John Jones does better the next fight for sure. Similar to mm-hmm. Gustafson and DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he's losing, he still finished DC in the second one as opposed to a pretty boring. But didn't he round finish season. him in the second round? Third. Yeah. Third? Third. Second sounds right, but championship rounds is where John Jones is superior though, so. But the third round isn't a championship round. He would have won the next two rounds. You think he was <laughs> losing three rounds? I, I mean, there's no way of knowing. It wasn't going well for him at that point. Valentina Shevchenko successfully defended her flyweight championship in the co-main event uh it was an ass kicking as you could imagine yeah it wasn't even close that's the number one contender no one's even close to valentina in this division what do you she do? can be all but one woman 100 probably 100 in on the planet what do you do with valentina next she just murdered the number one contender roxanne modafferi <laughs> she is ranked fifth i mean that's not num- rankings wise that's not crazy I feel like Joanne Calderwood is probably most likely next. That's a massacre as well, I think. I think if Shevchenko kills her, and I think it's even worse against uh, fucking Mataferi. Roxanne. Yeah. Um, it's just a, fuck, th- it's a one-woman race in that division. It is. Do you think it's going to be a situation like Ronda and the game will catch up? Or I don't think so, personally. But I just think she's so well-rounded. We thought Ronda was well-rounded at the time. I think we... Everybody was a little bit of a victim of buying into the hype there, and then she kind of fooled everybody with the knockout against Betch. Um, mm-hmm. Shevchenko is truly a great all-around fighter and an elite striker. She's one of the best strikers in the entire organization, man, man or woman. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think we we were we knew that Ronda's striking was not that great. She just fought Betch in hindsight, yeah. But I think no, I think at the time like, we were leading up to Holly Holm was like, man. She's just going to run through this girl and we'll look past her type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I agree. But we also thought we would she, she would be able to take her down. I kind of see what Brendan's saying where we might have been overrating Ronda striking. We saw... But we always knew the move was to get somebody to the ground. Yeah. We and saw, we, and we we saw a video of her striking. We knew that her striking was not well-rounded compared to I judo. I don't even want to hear that. Yeah, you tried to remember, argue. Yeah, I know. You tried to argue that her little flick of the wrist where he turns all the way inside was some sort of technique thing. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> you tried. I think that was in the lead-up to the Nunez fight, but that was woeful. And 
yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us picked her in that fight, right? No, no, none of us bought into that hype. I think we all did <laughs> in the noon. I think we all picked Ronda Rousey. I disagree. You think so? I think we did. Man. I think we all picked Amanda. Let me see if I that's. Think, I could have swore we all did on the pick uh, Nunez. You guys are gonna have to talk for a second. Um, so what do you do if you're Valentina Shevchenko? Brandon? I don't know anybody in the division. She fights whoever they give her. Would you be opposed to a rematch with Amanda Nunez, even though Nunez has beat her twice? Because neither one of them have a clear number one contender. No, I want to see that fight again because I didn't ever see the first one. The second one was close. I don't think so. He, I don't know if the UFC would want to do that. Eh, it doesn't even matter. Because those divisions yeah, are at some just, point they have no one to fight. So it will eventually happen, I'm sure. Also, I think uh, if the fight, the Zhang Yoana fight happens, which I don't think it will, we've talked about it. And Zhang wins, I think that could be a fight. Have her go up to 125. I just don't see any legitimate challengers in her own weight division because they're all just a bunch of people that weren't good enough at 135 and at 115 that are trying to go for a title. We all, That's all that division is. We all had Ronda Rousey against Amanda Nunes. Oh, my God. What are we thinking? <laughs> Wasn't great. Whew, I knew we that did. Was, that is awful. We buy into the hype, man. It'd be like that. <laughs> man, that's tough. That's a tough scene. I don't know what you guys said because I was reading, but um, it just I, I hate the I, general idea of doing it because Amanda's beaten her twice already, but they're clearly the two best women's fighters in the world right now. Neither have a clear number one contender. It's a super fight. It's a good main event or co-main event on a big card. Fuck it. Just do it again. <laughs> Hopefully it's a co-main, personally, for my thoughts. I do think Amanda beats her again, though. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think that, again, they're just both very good, but the size is a very big thing when you're both elite fighters. And Shevchenko's not getting Amanda Nunez in a fucking crucifix and pounding her face in like she just did against Caitlin Chukagian. Yeah. Uh, Derek Lewis got a decision win on the main card against Iller Latifi. Uh, let's see if he landed takedowns and people are, especially fucking Dominic Cruz was acting like that should have given the decision win. You have to do something with takedowns. If a, if you take somebody down and the referee stands you back up because you didn't do anything, that takedown should be negated. Didn't even happen, in my opinion. Brendan, I don't remember the takedown necessarily or how much it impacted the fight, but. Just to compare to John Jones, he didn't really do that much with his takedowns, but when the significant strikes and the strikes are fairly even, I think that definitely edges the round towards John Jones. I don't remember if he took him down in the third round or not. So is that why I gave him the third round or not? But I think it depends on the circumstances, how much an, a, a, taken down, a takedown should matter if it wasn't used. Going into the, going to the, dis, when they were reading the cards in the Lewis Latifi fight, I didn't feel like it was at all a question. I thought Derek Lewis definitely won. Yeah, I don't remember what I was thinking when they were reading the cards, but Derek Lewis did not look good. He should have. There should have been a, a marquee performance for him. We were talking about that last week. He did not look good. That's something I was thinking about in the post fight. It's like the Derek Lewis run might be over. This is kind of a few fights in a row where he hasn't looked great. He's pulled wins out in most of those, maybe all of them. I don't even know. But I don't think he's looked his best anymore. He's not the same Derek Lewis. Yeah, my the biggest thing, uh, this is probably bad, but the biggest thing I look for in Derek Lewis is post-fight interviews. That's what I get most excited for. Seems like he yeah. hasn't knocked somebody out in a while. Yeah. Volkov, I think, um, was his last finish. Who? Volkov, and he had to come back to do that. He was losing, going into the... He was, like, getting beat bad. Going into the last minute, um, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, with Derek, I mean, in his last fight against Blagoy Ivanov, I was excited to see how he would build off of that because he looked, I feel like, fresher late in the fight, which is yeah. uh, uncharacteristic of him. But it was also his first camp post losing like a bunch of weight or whatever. And uh, he looked bad. Like, he's not an elite heavyweight. He has elite power, but his skills are terrible. Even though I think his skill and whatever skills he did have has de- has declined, I don't think he's as good of a fighter as he was, say, two years ago. He's still just a hard fighter to beat because of the way he fights. 
yeah, one he's a hard guy to put out, and I 100% agree. He's a tough guy to beat. But I think that puts him more in the ally of Quinta camp than the Khabib's and Tony's of the world. One thing he's I'll lightweight as an example. One thing I'll always give Derek Lewis credit for is when it's getting down to fucking nut cutting time and it's late in the fight, Derek Lewis, no matter how tired he is, is going to throw fucking bombs at your dome piece. Yeah, and he did that in the third round against uh, Ilya Latifi. He, he was throwing, but it just didn't work. Yeah. He all. Derek Lewis is always going for the finish, no matter how late in the fight it is and how tired he is. Derek Lewis is going to try and take your fucking head off. So yeah. I'll always give him credit for that. He gives he gives that little sporadic moment with the last 30 seconds for sure, I feel like, or a minute. He yeah. Said, he said at his camp, he was smoking weed 24-7. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a character, and I want him to be better than he is, but he's just not that good. He's throwing a party. You can buy him shots, but he ain't buying you shit. <laughs> Put him on He's commentary. Let's keep him around, but let's put him at the commentary booth. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to fight for minimum two more years. Minimum. Yeah. He's just a guy that he's the cowboy of the heavyweight division. He's not going to be champion. He's going to stay around. He's going to get a big win every once in a while. He's going to beat middle-tier guys. He's just going to hang around at heavyweight, I think, which is fine. Yeah, 100%. I'm always going to be, no matter how many boring fights he has in a row, and I don't know if this was boring necessarily, but I'm always going to be excited for a Derek Lewis fight just because he's Derek Lewis. Yeah. So talk, going back to the judging and the controversial decision in the main event, some people thought that Derek Lewis fight was controversial. I guess there was a couple controversial decisions earlier on in the card before we started watching. Um, what do you do to fix MMA judging? <sighs> I think that because all a lot of these guys are also boxing judges, right? Yeah. I think that's a problem. You should be a boxing judge or an MMA judge. It's such a different sport because there's more things and there's a different set of criteria. Yeah. I think that's one of the easiest ways to fix it. Just have people that only are MMA judges. I think and we should go around commissions circle. like uh, Las Vegas definitely can do that, but I don't know about other organ uh, commissions that have. Uh, Less big events in it. My turn. And you just you just used it well. You just gave me what I was going to say. There should not be separate commissions. It should be all one thing. It should not. Nevada's different. Every, every state should not be different. It should be all one thing. Yeah, everybody should be on the same rules. Should have the same criteria for judging. All of that. Mm -hmm. should yeah, be one that's thing. for sure. It's If I'm the UFC, you have a lot of power. You can say, I'm not going to have an event in your state unless you adopt the unified rules. The problem is fucking Nevada doesn't have the uni new unified rules. Which is yeah. awful. That's a tongue twister. I don't understand how any of that works, but I think it's stupid. There's probably a lot to the process, but stupid to me. Yeah, it's the fact that it it's... It can't be that much to the process. It's 50 separate commissions, plus they're governing both MMA and boxing. And in some states, they govern fucking pro wrestling still, like Kentucky and shit. <laughs> what a move. Yeah. Athletic commissions are such a fucking bozo thing. Just get rid of athletic uh, fucking commissions. That probably is very difficult to do, I would imagine. Fuck them. That's what I say. I mean, I 100% agree with you, at least for MMA, because boxing, I guess it is what it is. It, rules haven't changed in probably who knows how long. But for MMA, it should be the UFC should be able to figure out, get some competent referees. Yeah. And the re I don't even think refereeing is that big of an issue anymore. I think we're we've judging. got refereeing Sorry. figured out. Judges are judging. A problem. That's what I meant to say. I don't think referees. This, I think are mostly competent. I don't know if this solves it, but maybe even having referees be the judge wouldn't hurt. I've seen some people say at make it five judges, make the judges former fighters. I think there's problems with both of those because if you can't find three competent judges, you think adding two more incompetent judges is going to solve the thing. That's not mm -hmm. gonna help. I um, mean, yeah. no matter what you, what this answer is, it's gonna there's gonna have issues. So, and I think having former fighters as judges serves a problem. Where what if this guy fought this guy, or this guy's friends with this guy, or he trained with this guy? Yeah, I think time. a bias would be a bigger thing if and fighters have fighters can be fucking dumbasses too. <laughs> yeah, fighters <laughs> you, are dumb. You want Brendan <laughs> Shaw fucking judging fights? That guy's retarded. I dropped the R word and I apologize. But that guy's a big dumb dumb. <laughs> um, I think. What do you think about open scoring? That's that something that a lot of people are talking about. That has to. Be, we ha why not try it? What does it hurt? It doesn't affect anything. 
at all. I think they, I mean, it would help possibly like Dominic Reyes if he knew that judges yeah. were not having him in the lead when everyone in the world thought so. Mm-hmm. If, it, the only thing, it, if, it affects entertainment and strategy. Because from an entertainment perspective... I mean, that's everything. But I think it makes fights better. Then, then you shouldn't do it. If that's everything. What? No, I think it's for the best. But I think it changes a lot. So that doesn't make sense to me. So are, would you be for or against? I'm 100% for it. I'm just saying it changes a lot. And I think it's all positive changes. Like you said, it changes strategy and entertainment. That's I, pretty much... I think it changes it for the worse. I think it makes fights more entertaining. Because mm. if a guy is thinks he's up three rounds to one going to the fifth and it turns out he's down he's going to try and push in that round and maybe try and finish it as opposed to going into cruise control because he thinks he's already got the fight won as long as he doesn't get finished you know what i'm saying 100 that's what i'm but saying. if he knows he's up three to one like you're saying then he's going to go into cruise control and that's boring but then the exactly. other guy that's what happened to dominic reyes if he knew do you think if he knew he was down three rounds to one going into that last round on two judges scorecards so he's going to lose the fight if he didn't finish it he would have changed something Maybe, but at the same time, definitely, that's he not know, even a maybe. He know at the, he's still gassed. He, that is, if you're gassed, you can't fucking. He would try something different, one hundred percent. But if fighter A is up three rounds to one, that means fighter B is down one round to three. That means he knows he has to push. So one fighter is going to be pushing. You know what I mean? If both and of them think elite they're athletes, up, athletes they can push when they're tired. If both of them think they're ahead three to one, then they're both in cruise control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying, and. The, the, from the entertainment perspective, it affects me mostly at the end than during the fight. Giving revealing because you don't know where the fuck it's at, so you're just, it's so, as soon as Bruce Buffer announces it, it's like you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. So it's like the adrenaline's pumping. It's a rush. It's different. It's what the entertainment perspective. You do comes still in. get that though if it's no, because you know who's gonna win. If it not, if it's two to two going into the fifth. Yeah, but for also, certain, certain, it certain, shouldn't be that much of a surprise who wins fights if they have consistent judging. It's so much of a surprise because judges stink. That's a fair point, too. That is. I think you have to at least try that. Would you agree they should try it? I love the idea. I didn't even think about it, but I am 100% in. They should try it. I'm just saying it affects it. I think it it worsens entertainment and also. What what was my other point? I forgot. Uh, Entertainment and. Oh, strategy. strategy. I think it makes (laughs) a fight more strategic, though, don't you? I think it goes both ways. I think it makes it so. I think it makes it so much easier. Because if you know you're up, then you're gonna go on cruise control. But not well, knowing where you are at in the fight sh- is shut your for mouth the best. for a second. Since Let when do you got pri- priority over point. me? Shut up. Okay. So dumb fuck. Most. I'm gonna fight you the next time I see you in person. I'll you're lucky I'm 120 miles away right now. Um, in the case of like a GSP throughout his career. They would. I mean, you're talking with your coach about if they think you won the round or not, and then you go on cruise control if you think you're going to win the fight. That happens already. But now if you know, you can know whether or not you need to just survive or if you need to push. And the other guy knows he has to I push don't want somebody exactly. knowing they're up and then like, hmm, let me go on cruise control. No, well, I don't want... The other guy knows but, he's down. But that already happens even without them knowing. Exactly. If they think they are, they still will. To, it will it will to a lesser degree because they they should know not to put the fight in judges' hands, even if they know or think they're up. I mean, a smarter fight nerd knows not to put the fucking fight in the judges' hands. Tell that to John Jones. Obviously, he's the dumbest fighter on the planet then. Can't finish fights. I think he finished the fight versus Reyes very well. He didn't finish it. He left it in the judge's hands, though. Yeah, you yeah. just said not to leave it in the judge's hands. He's, his I'm last talking about. I'm talking about from like not going on cruise control perspective. He didn't go on cruise control. He applied more pressure than he did in the first three rounds. He didn't finish just, him. It, there's no reason not to do it unless you're just a chicken shit. I didn't say they should. If I'm that's just the UFC. They're chicken shit. So do you think they should try it, Brendan? Probably, yes, yeah. They, and they don't even have to go like all the way in. Like try it on prelim fights first like do a trial basis on prelim fights see how it works yeah. there and then if it works there you move it into big fights main cards title fights whatever mm-hmm. so i you have to try something because the judging is abhorrent that's my big boy word for the day mm. i don't even know if i used it right <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right it's bad um one last thing before you do move on from judging, because I saw some people, including one person you may have uh, temporarily unfollowed on Twitter, yeah. mentioned that you 
that the UFC should not put title fights in Texas because of how bad the officiate or judging was. Well, then we can't put them in New York either, or California, or fucking Nevada sometimes. Like, there's bad judges. It's the same judges everywhere that it is in Texas. Fucking Sal D'Amato and Adelaide Bird and fucking Greg Stevens, whoever the fuck these judges are. It's not like they live, they only judge in Texas. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that it's not a uh, it's not a state judges problem. travel, so yeah. it or yeah, so it doesn't matter. It's a judge and criteria problem. It's not a state problem. It's not Texas's problem. Well, there's bad yes. judging everywhere. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, what else we got, friend? Or yeah. what else you got, Brendan? You, you're smiling most of the time. That means you have something to say. No, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> What do you think about title fights in Texas? Do you agree with us that it, I mean, bad judges are bad judges? I mean, title fights should be in Las Vegas if you want to get my main point. Yeah, honestly, every big fight should be in Las Vegas if you want me to be honest. I've, do you want to have every title fight, though, in uh, no, Nevada? Because not every title fight's a big fight. Ooh, yeah. Hot take. Ooh, what a line. I mean, it's, I 100% agree with that. I think there's a lot of big fights that happen that also aren't title fights. There's not as many of those, obviously, but... The biggest fight should always be in Vegas, because Vegas is the fight capital. I agree. Yeah, I don't even agree with my statement. I think fights should be different places. Like, seeing Connor in Dublin, awesome. Like, there's certain certain circumstances that are acceptable. But that's like a hometown thing, I think, more than yeah anything. Otherwise, you fight in Vegas. Yeah, what's... I would want Max, if he was champion, I'd want him to fight in Hawaii, but that's because he's a Hawaiian. And I think it just feels different when it's in Vegas, too. Maybe that's because Vegas is like my vacation spot and everything, kind of my fucking second home at this point. Mm-hmm. But to me, fights feel bigger when they're in Vegas because it's Vegas and it's the fight capital. Yeah, I don't get that sensation personally. I've heard other people say that, but never been to Vegas. And so it doesn't feel that much different. Besides the fact that it's like in the T-Mobile arena and it feels like that's where a fight should be. I miss the MGM Grand Garden arena. I, I think I miss that too. Just a smaller thing. It, 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 I feel like it would just be more hype. Yeah. It'd be more hype. It would be more hype is what I said. No, that should be their tagline is it be more hype. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, if they did that and all pay-per-views or big fights were in uh, Las Vegas, it would really suck for us Midwest uh, fight fans because then we wouldn't get anything. Fuck us, though. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> fucking losers in the Midwest. Fucking eat your corn, stupid. <laughs> we do be eating corn. We do. Um, I don't know. I had another point there, but fuck it. Uh, do you want to move on to picks? Yeah. forgot that was a yeah. thing for a second. UFC Rio Rancho <laughs> is this weekend's card. Rancho. I feel like I'm always bitching about quality of cards. I think on this one, it's a acceptable card for the third tier. Yeah. Now, whether they mm-hmm. intend it to be a third tier type of card, I don't know, but it's acceptable. I mean, yeah. John, it is on ESPN Plus, so that is literally third tier. John Dodson's on the prelims, Jim Miller, uh, Nico Montano. I think it's an f- interesting enough card for once. Uh, the opening fight on the main card is a fight I fucking love. This fight is awesome. I might tune in for this one personally. Uh, Lando Venata is, is minus 110 against Yancey Medeiros, who is a very, very slight favorite at minus 120. When you look at their resume, they're both very similar fighters. They're brawlers, uh, not very technical guys, not going to go in there and wow you with uh, skills. They're going to go in there, they're going to brawl, they're going to throw punches. And it's going to be a, except Lando Venati, he'll throw some spinning stuff. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a brawl. When you look at their resumes, Lando Venata has faced the best opponent between the two, Tony Ferguson, and he almost finished Tony Ferguson. But when you look at Yancey Medeiros, his losses are pretty forgivable. You got Donald Cerrone in there, uh, Cowboy Oliveira. His losses aren't exactly the worst losses in the world in the UFC. I think Yancey Medeiros is a little bit better of a fighter here. Lando has never really proven himself in a big fight. I think Yancey kind of goes out and proves himself a little bit in this one and gets a win over Lando Fanata. It's hard to say what I was going to say without just repeating what you said. So in saying that, I'm just going with Yancey. Yeah, I really like Yancey Medeiros. He's one of the like lower-tier guys that if I know he's fighting, I'm trying to tune in to watch his fights. And this, I mean, this is like a match made in heaven. That might be my favorite fight we've seen live, Yancey Medeiros and uh, Cowboy Oliveira. Even more than the, what was it, 
Alvarez, was it Poirier that night? Alvarez Gaethje. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think I like that fight more live. On TV, mm-hmm. I don't know. But live, I think I like the Cowboy Yancey one more. Maybe it's because it was such a surprise. Yeah, maybe. It was, I mean, it was fantastic. That was a great night of fights to be live there for. Yeah, that wouldn't be top three, but we'll, we'll continue. Oh, I forgot about Yoel and Robert Whitaker. That's probably number one. Yoel, Robert, Holloway, Aldo, Pettis knocking somebody well, the fuck out. Well, I don't think that the Aldo fight was like a top whatever just because it wasn't super close. Hajeri, For me personally. Hajerio Bontorin, 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 whatever, is a plus 115 underdog to Ray Borg, the minus 145 fa- favorite. Ray Borg's only 26 years old. I can't believe that. Feels like he's been that around for really 78 years. Um, Bontorin, relatively newcomer to the UFC. Ray Borg, meanwhile, has faced basically everybody who's anybody at 125 pounds. Uh, he had six straight canceled fights after he fought Mighty Mouse. That's crazy. That is. Um, but everything that's gone on with his son. Um, that sounds weird. Ray Borg, had, didn't he fight after Mighty Mouse, though? Yeah, he's fought, he fought, he's fought twice since then. He's one and one since he fought Mighty Mouse. You said he had six straight canceled fights. After the Mighty Mouse fight. Oh, and then he fought. Yeah. And won. Um, or whatever. He's one and one since then. Uh, and it, but everything that's gone on with his son, all his health issues, uh, I think we see a very hungry Ray Borg, a motivated Ray Borg. And he gets a win over Bontorin. I still haven't even picked this fight because it's so close. It's hard. Ugh, I don't know. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Bontorin. It's only his third UFC fight. Or, yeah, I think it's his third only UFC fight. He has a four-fight win streak, and three of those are in three different uh, companies. Well, I guess the Contender Series isn't a company, but still. It's in three different places, in a sense. So... Uh, he's fairly new, but I'm going to go with him. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to go with Ray Borg. A, a lot of what Buju was saying, I just think that uh, I was surprised that he's 26. I felt like I was going to say he's getting into his prime, but that may not quite be it. But he's been around for a while, and I think he will be able to uh, get the dub. He definitely has better fights. He fought for Miga, fought fucking Mighty Mouse, obviously. Flyweight makes it seem like guys are older than they are because you get rushed to the title picture because it's so... Uh, nar- er, n- narrow, shallow. Brennan's got to take a phone call. Hello? So, uh, how's it going, All right. Bryce? I guess we can keep on going, and then he can run through his picks if we get through it. Mont- or what do, you, what do we... We'll just... Montana Del Rosa is a minus 175 favorite against Mara Romero right Barella. Uh, not exactly killers in the women's division here. Um... When you look at their resumes, I think Barella has faced a little bit better competition. And judging on those fights that she has had, this is throwing me off. Uh, I think she's had a little bit better performances than De La Rosa. So I'm going to pick Mara Romero Barella as the underdog to pull off an upset here. I also don't have this fight picked. Um, they're so, they're I also you were ready. They're also <laughs> close. I did my notes, so go fuck you. Go, go fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> go fuck yourself, bitch. <laughs> I'm, go fuck you. That's a good term. Um, I'm going to go with Mara Romero. She has four losses by knockout, but Andrea isn't necessarily a knockout, knockout artist. I think she's more better on the ground, if I remember correctly. So in saying that, I'm going to go with Romero, even though, like, I thought it was fucking crazy. How do you have four, no- how do you get knocked out four times but if you're a female? I don't know if that's, like, stereotypical, but typically there's not knockouts in the women's weight classes. So I thought that was a wild stat, but I think I got, I'm going to go with Romero. I'm going to go with Montana De La Rosa. I don't have any real uh, thoughts behind it, but... You like the last name? I mean, mm. I just think that she's a favorite for a reason, and she'll get the job done. Burrell is also mo- the more experienced fighter, too. Um, Diego Sanchez, good lord, is a plus-130 underdog against Michelle Pereira. How about that? A little fucking spice on that one. Michelle, Michelle it, Pereira. Miguel. I don't know how you pronounce fucking names. I think it's Michelle is a minus 170 favorite against Sanchez. Diego Sanchez doesn't have any fucking business still winning fights in the fucking UFC. Why is this guy here? How does he keep winning? It doesn't make sense. Get rid of this fucker already. I do think Pereira probably gets a win over Diego Sanchez, but you throw out logic in Diego Sanchez. He'll probably fucking win here. I'm picking Pereira, but Sanchez probably wins because he's Diego Sanchez. 
These are like polar opposites. Michael Pereira is new to the UFC compared to Diego Sanchez, who's fucking fought since the beginning yeah, of time. Been around since tough one. Yeah, he's been around since Jesus was born. <laughs> um, so it's it's hard to f- it's hard to pick somebody that's upcoming against somebody who's old and washed out. But I'm gonna just go with I'm just rely on experience. Bucci used to go off experience a lot. He doesn't really do that anymore. I don't like Shut Diego away. Sanchez. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go with the experience factor. I'm gonna go with Diego Sanchez. But the crazy thing is, Diego gets knocked out all the fucking time. It seems like that's how he loses. And again, Michael knocks people out. That's how he gets his wins, even though it wasn't mostly in the UFC. Take it yeah. or leave it. Um, up until you guys were talking about him, the only Michelle that I knew in the UFC was like Prezeris. I thought yeah, this is who he was this that's whole time. I, that's who I thought it was, too, <laughs> until I got on his topology. I just now am looking at his topology because I was like, all right, this is the Michelle guy. He's going to just take him down and get a W. Um, so, look, I mean, this is also a totally different fighter. Uh, he's a knockout artist rather yeah, than Yeah, he Michelle is a completely Rube. different fighter. <laughs> um, it's not. I'm still going to go with Michelle here, um, but he is totally different. Bryce will take I any think, Michelle. I mean, yeah. Yes. He's definitely a knockout uh, artist compared to some, and he's fighting somebody who gets knocked out. So it's. Exactly. That is exactly where I'm going to go with it. Although, like Buju said, logic goes out the window when Diego Sanchez is involved. He's 38. Ah, against a 26 year old, I believe. Yes. Uh, the main event of the evening. Uh, what what looks like a light heavyweight championship title eliminator. I don't know about Blakovich, but Corey Anderson almost definitely gets a title shot if he wins this. Anderson is a minus 210 favorite in this rematch against Blakovich, who's a plus 170 underdog. Corey Anderson won the first one. Um, I think Blakovich has looked his most impressive recently, but I also think Corey Anderson has looked his best recently. I don't see this fight going different than the first one. I think Anderson is a little bit better of a fighter. Blakovich, he is fairly well-rounded, but I feel like his best chance in this one is to get a knockout, and I don't think Corey Anderson is going to let him do that. So I'm picking Anderson to get the biggest win of his career probably here. Yeah, I have Corey Anderson as well. He's on a four-fight win streak. Knocked out your guys' boy, Johnny Walker. But Blackowitz is also on a two-fight win streak. So they're both doing very well, which is why this is the main fight. They're both doing well right now. But I'm going to go with Corey Anderson. I think he's I'm a better also fighter. Go with Corey Anderson here. Um, I think he is ultimately the better fighter. He's definitely the better striker. Uh, Jan has knocked out guys recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he knocked out Luke Rockhold. Let me say that. So take I that with a, a grain of salt, and that put him on the map. I think I have a knockout win over Luke Rockhold. I don't Honestly, remember. I might too if I think about it. <laughs> um, but before that, I mean, he got a decision win against Patrick Cummins, Glover Jashari, Eli Latifi. I mean, Glover is a decent name, but in uh, the middle of 2018, he's not the same fighter. And Eli Latifi and Patrick Cummins, those are journeymen in their divisions. These are not big names and then johnny walker he looked good he completely shut down everything that he had to do but these guys are still not close to beating john jones i think these guys are much worse than tiago santos and uh dominic reyes so if it is a title eliminator it's unfortunate but i'm gonna go with uh cory anderson cory overtime anderson throw back to when he was beast in 25 8 is that i was thinking like was that him or Derek brunson yeah, it was cory anderson <laughs> oh it's tough that is such a terrible nickname. That might be the worst one. Yeah, probably is. Probably is. I can't think of a more terrible nickname than Beast in 25-8. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything or do you want me to do the plugs? Go ahead and do the plugs. All right. So uh, if you like this, uh, give us a like, comment, share, subscribe, review on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. Uh, you can also reach out to us, give us a shout out on social media at Untitled MMA on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Untitled MMA. If you want to listen to this podcast on a different platform because you're feeling a little spicy and want to change something up in your life, uh, we're on most podcast platforms. Uh, we're on iTunes, uh, man, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on a lot of podcast platforms and anywhere that you do go if you could give us a like share comment subscribe review it would be really helpful because it helps get the show out there to more listeners so we'd appreciate it all right i did the plugs i don't know if we have anything post mma can you think of anything that's happening in the world um Some impeachment talk <laughs> <laughs> the oscars happened last night 
from the time we're recording this. And uh, I told Buju, boo the Oscars or something along that line, and he was not happy about it. I don't care. It was kind of, I watched, don't care. I watched the whole thing. I ended up staying up for the whole Who won the thing. actor of the year? Best actor was Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Oh, but I thought so. Yeah. I think it's right. I think that's the correct decision. I don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I only care about actor of the year and the best movie. Yeah, best picture. Parasite won best picture, which was a South Korean movie that Brendan will never, ever see. Yeah, that kind of sucks. And people love it, though. Everybody who's seen I haven't seen a single person who has disliked Parasite. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Uh, I, I do want to check it out, but I don't know. Who is the supporting actor with. of the year? Uh, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I also didn't see. That movie looks bad. Not my type I of thought movie. it looked fantastic. I wanted to see it, but I it's one of those things. If I don't, if my girlfriend doesn't want to go see it, I don't have a whole lot of people to go to movies with when I'm uh, in college. I'm not as big of a Quentin Tarantino guy as some people. I think Brennan would hate Quentin Tarantino's fucking style for the most part, outside of maybe like Django. Have you seen Django? No. Really? That's a fantastic movie. Django is really good. I fucking um, hate Pulp Fiction. Everybody loves Pulp Fiction. That movie fucking sucks. I've tried to watch it five separate times, and I can't get much more than like an hour into it. It's fucking not good. Stinks, dude. Um, but I don't care at all about any of that artsy-fartsy stuff when it comes to movies. Give me the Fast and Furious franchise. I know it's a trash movie but at you, this point. You, your favorite movie of the year was one of the more artsy-fartsy major releases. Joker. Yeah, that's that's also true. I really enjoyed Joker, and I wanted to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think I enjoy uh, more artsy fartsy stuff as I age, but I don't. I do not care if it wins a single award. I don't and even. Maybe I guess if I started following the artsy fartsy scene, I might care, but it's not me. I'm getting into the fucking artsy fartsy shit like a real snob. Like I'll sit there and not enjoy the movie while I'm watching it, but after I'm like, hmm, that was interesting. <laughs> Such <laughs> a, a fucking piece of thing. shit. <laughs> You're turning it. To the worst type of person. Like Uncut Gems, when me and Brennan walked out, I was like, huh, that was a movie. It happened. It was wild. But that, like, two nights later, I was like, damn, I want to watch Uncut Gems again. That shit was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I hope I never get to that point. What was your favorite? Your favorite movie of the year was Joker. What was yeah. your favorite movie of 2019, Brendan? Well, uh, Endgame. Okay, that's a fair point. I forgot about Endgame. I was I was more in the artsy fartsy lane. I would have to agree with you. Endgame was my favorite. The best that I saw would probably be fuck. I'm gonna have to think about that. Ford vs Ferrari probably. Yeah, I didn't see that. I well, a big thing with me. I don't see movies very often. Yeah, you're not a movie guy. I would, but I just don't have people to go with. Well, when you're back, we'll fix that. Yeah. So when your boy graduates this May, um invited to all the movies unless i don't want to go and then i might get uninvited <laughs> i'm gonna drag you the artsy fartsy ones that brendan won't go to i'm down you can be my artsy right. fartsy guy <laughs> is there anything anyone wants to talk about in the world brendan what's going on first thing that comes to my mind is politics and we don't need to talk yeah, politics. We're, not talking yeah about we're not gonna do that <laughs> second thing that comes to my mind is racing and i want to race so bad yeah i'm excited I've given it some thought, and uh, you're race. I'm happy for you guys, but I am upset about the timing of it because you're gonna probably end up missing all of the pay per views. I'd imagine, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much every fight because they race. They we're talking about short track racing at a local speedway that is on Saturday nights. Well, uh, Davis Family Racing on Facebook, but um. Memorial Day weekend, I don't know if there's a card that weekend. We race on Friday. Fourth uh, of July weekend, we don't race. The week after Fourth of July, we don't race. So we'll be we'll be available for International Fight Week. Mm-hmm. So we'll only but, miss like three pay per views, maybe. Okay, I, I thought about it and it was a real bummer because now I'm gonna have to either find streams or actually pay for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find streams. You ain't paying for that shit. Yeah, probably not. I, I don't think I'm gonna end up getting ESPN Plus until I uh, my free Disney Plus subscription runs out. ESPN Plus has been so very clutch for me for these fucking degenerate basketball games, Ball State and Bowling Green. Yeah, because <laughs> Buju is a big betting guy. I don't know if you know oh, that. Yeah, Buju bets on Twitter and Buju bets on 
on Facebook, he will put money in your pocket 100% Amen. more times than not. One, I had John Jones by decision plus 225 this last weekend. You would have had that if you followed at Buju Bets. I had a parlay with John Jones, Derek Lewis, Valentina Shevchenko, minus 118. That cash. I had Lauren Murphy as a big underdog against Andrea Lee. That cash. The only one wrong I had wrong was Mursad Bektik. But, hey, can't get them all right. Can't win them all, Price. That's what they say. Yeah, but he's pretty good. So if uh, wow, you're into the degenerate life, such as Buju, give him a follow. I'm Buju. Or wait, that's not how it goes. For Brendan, no. for Bryce, I'm Buju. This was the Untitled MMA Podcast. And...